Hey, I want to start this off by saying thank you. Thank you for taking some time out of your day. Maybe thank you for taking some time out of doing your own podcast or listening to somebody else's podcast because everybody has them now to listen to this particular podcast and to be entertained by it. I hope you'll say you're entertained when it's all said and done. That really does mean a lot to me. So with that having been said, welcome to the first ever, the Insert Clever and Witty Name Here podcast, a name my wife hates, but I'll get more on the name in just a second. I'm Mike, just Mike. For anyone who listens to me Monday through Saturday, 6 till 10, and Sunday, 6 till noon, with my mornings with Mike Pesto on the new My 97.5, thank you. Uh, my wife thanks you. My kids thank you. The bank thanks you because they own the house and, well, you know, I got a mortgage payment and got to keep a roof over our head. So that's what keeps me gamefully employed. So I do appreciate you listening every single morning or whatever mornings you can. But this is not that. For anyone who does listen to me on my 97.5, I know why you're there. You love the music. And I'm just this guy who interrupts the songs every once in a while and jumps in for 90 seconds, two minutes to talk about things that I find mildly amusing with the animal story segment I do or walking on sunshine or the dirt what I pop in with every once in a while or give things away, whether it's uh, on Money Mondays with the California Scratcher that we scratch or with the other contests the station does. So I, I know why you're there. I'm the guy who interrupts why you're there every once in a while with what I'm hoping is witty banter every once in a while. This is obviously not that. I'll get a chance here to talk about some things that I can't talk about there, whether it be for time purposes or content reasons. Um, I made a promise to a Facebook friend of mine earlier this year, and maybe that was the catalyst for me wanting to do this. I told him I am not going to post anything political on my Facebook page this year. I did a little bit of that last year, and I just I felt hypocritical because the more and more I see people posting their own political meanderings on Facebook, I just kind of got brought into that, and I, I wanted to squash that. But I still have thoughts. I still have feelings. I still have opinions. So this is very much going to be that. And also talking about some of the things that I talk about on my 97.5, I just have a little bit more time to flush things out, which kind of gets me back to the name of the podcast. So I'll touch on that first before I get to the whole Mike Pesto thing, because there's a story there I want to share with you. So why, again, my wife hates the title, the Insert Clever and Witty Name Here podcast. Well, I was going through some podcasts when I realized, okay, I want to do something. I want to do a podcast. So I was going through some of the names, and they're all incredibly clever titles, very witty titles. And I really couldn't think of anything clever and witty. And the more I thought about what I want to do with these, I thought, no, I want to strip all that down. I, I do the whole clever and witty thing to varying degrees of success when I'm on my 97.5. So with this, if I happen to say something that's clever and witty, great, but I'm not going for that. For example, I was even thinking before I started this in giving you the little antidote, hey, well, you know, I was going to call this podcast the Joe Rogan Experience, but that name was already taken. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, but again, I'm not going to be going for the 
clever and witty stuff. So I'm stripping all that down. So even with the open for this, there's no produced music because one, I don't own the rights to any music that I could play for you. And I don't feel like defending myself in court anytime soon. And again, it kind of just goes with the theme of the insert clever and witty name here podcast. I'm stripping it all down and you'll just get raw me, which again, now gets to the name. I'll let you in on a little secret. Pesto is not my real last name. Long story short, in my radio career, and I've bounced around a lot of different places from San Francisco to the Salinas Valley to Las Vegas, a couple different stints there, central Illinois, and then back to California now in the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, in Visalia at my 97.5. And I'm hoping I have friends of mine still in Las Vegas and in Peoria and the Monterey Bay area, as well as the South Valley, San Joaquin Valley. They'll all listen on occasion to what's going on with this particular podcast. But when I was working in San Francisco, one of the stations I worked at was KYA, a legendary oldie station, which isn't there now. And I'm, I'm sure it was something else previous to that, but I didn't grow up in the Bay Area. And I have some interesting stories I'll tell about that at some point, uh, and maybe even in this podcast. Because again, I'm not sure exactly where this is going to go yet. We're just kind of feeling our way through it. So Bob Hamilton was the program director, legendary program director, who still uh, pops on Facebook every once in a while when I do my Facebook Live videos, just kind of walking around and inevitably, for whatever reason, is always the first person I, I see check out the videos. So he was the program director of KYA when I lived in San Francisco while I was going to San Francisco State University. And his music director was Mike Riley. Well, I don't know what music director's do typically now radios changed so much, but back in the day, music directors did just that. They they helped with the music. Well, Bob knew quite a bit about the music, so he had that base pretty much covered. Mike Rowley lent his ear on some things, I'm sure, but one of the things he definitely did was a typical music director duty, again, years ago, schedule part-time talent to work on the weekends. And I was part-time, not on the air. I didn't have the knowledge of the music or the pipes at that point, the voice for it. So I basically, it was called ran the board. Whenever there was syndicated programming that needed to be aired or there was a remote broadcast, so the actual air talent was on location somewhere, someone had to be back at the station to play the music and the commercials and do all that stuff. And apparently I was pretty good at it. So I was the one who was called more often to do those because one thing I learned in any business, and I've told my kids this, is always be the person who says yes. So when asked you to do something, yes. Do you want to learn how to do something? Yes, because you always want to be the path of least resistance. That's how you get anywhere, I think, in any business so that if someone's going to turn to someone, bosses are busy. Program directors are busy. Music directors are busy. CEOs, I don't care what level of management you're talking about, people are busy. So they want to know they can make one phone call to you because they know you are going to say yes. And you're going to make whatever that they need done happen. And then when something full-time opens up, guess who they'll think of? You. So I try to be that person. And I, to this day, still try to be that person. So... Bob Hamilton, as the story goes, because I wasn't there at the time, 
needed me to do something. So he yelled for Mike Riley to get that uh, and tried saying my last name several times and couldn't quite get it out. And eventually threw out pesto. (laughs) So Mike Riley calls me on the phone. I still remember this part of the story because this did involve me. I answered the phone and they said, hey, Mike Pesto. Like, I recognize Mike Riley's voice. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Said, yeah, you, Bob, can't pronounce your last name, so he just called you Pesto. I liked it, so I kept it, and I thought at some point when I get into radio and I have my own show and I will actually talk on the air and people want to know what my name is, I will go by Mike Pesto. So Michael is my first name. George is my middle name, and again, I'll got to save something for subsequent podcasts. At some point, I maybe will tell you the last name. I'll give you a little hint, though. If you spent any amount of time in the San Joaquin Valley, specifically just north of Fresno, it's a last name I know you've heard of, maybe even familiar with. Um, when my dad moved from Illinois to California, just before the whole family moved, because he came out first. It was a job situation that brought us here in the mid-'80s. He did a lot of traveling throughout the state through work, sold insurance. He's retired now. And got to the San Joaquin Valley, again, just north of Fresno, and came across, in the phone book, remember those? A list of names that looked really familiar because it was his last name. And he had never... In all of our travels, living in Illinois, and every time he would go anywhere, he would always look through the phone book looking for people with that same last name. Finally saw it, again, of all places, San Joaquin Valley. So sat down with the family and tried to find a common ancestor. Couldn't, but chances are we're related somewhere because it's not a very common last name. Again, he's never found one here in the States, and even if you go to... Italy, it's not a common last name there either, as we subsequently found out. So again, I got to save something for the next podcast, so maybe I'll get into that at some point. So I've spent enough time telling you what this podcast isn't. How about what it is? I'm hoping what this will turn into is a conversation that is not unlike any of the conversations you're having online or with friends and family members. Just whatever it is seems to be the number one thing everyone's talking about. I want to give you my two cents on it. For whatever it's worth, and and I don't know, maybe I was dropped on my head as a kid, I seem to have different ways of looking at things than a lot of people do. I don't think I'm trying to be argumentative. I'm just trying to see through someone else's eyes. For example, the past few weeks or so, there's been a lot of talk about cancel culture. Here's my point on this. Is it cancel culture to say I want to cancel cancel culture? Because I'm really tired of it, honestly. You have to take it case by case. Now, if I had been doing these podcasts back when the whole Aunt Jemima thing was what everyone was talking about, I would have done some research on that, but I didn't do it then. So what I drew on for this conversation was what's happening now. Well, the big one that started the conversation going again was Potato Head. Why does it have to be Potato Head? They're canceling Mr. Potato Head. It's cancel culture. It's not, which I'll explain in a second. Sure. When Hasbro first came out with Mr. Potato Head, it was Mr. Potato Head. And then it was this big craze and everyone had fun with it. This goes back to what the 50s or 60s when the first one came out. And then they decided they needed to spike things up a bit. So they came out with 
Mrs. Potato Head. And lo and behold, people started buying them again and even going back and buying Mr. Potato Head all over again. But what Hasbro did was brilliant. It really was. Sure, some people were talking about them in a negative sense, but very few people that posted anything about the whole Potato Head controversy had anything negative to say about Hasbro. It was all about the liberals or the left or progressives or cancel culture. But no one gave blame where, if you want to give blame, blame was due. Hasbro ultimately were the ones who made the decision. Now, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I don't know that they were getting a ton of calls and emails and correspondences saying, hey, you better cancel it, otherwise we're going to stop buying your product. Well, people haven't been buying potato heads for years now. In fact, the last time you thought about Mr. Potato Head was probably the last time you saw Toy Story. Just not Toy Story 4. Can't stand that movie. They spend three movies setting up the fact that Woody cares about being a toy and being Andy's toy, and then the first chance he gets in Toy Story 4 to bail, he does. But I'll save that conversation for another day. No, what Hasbro did was brilliant. Go back and look. The day they made the decision to stop selling Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head and just sell Potato Head, their stock jumped, and it's been doing pretty well ever since. Why? Because, again, no one held Hasbro accountable for the decision Hasbro ultimately made. It was brilliant. And it's not the first time that a move that was unorthodox turned out to be a great move in that regard. Remember years ago, the Masters? There was this huge push at one point, and I don't know what the policy is now, to be fair, but women were not allowed to be members at the Masters. It was a guys-only club. For years, no one had a problem with that. Then suddenly someone did and decided, well, the best way to handle this is to go after the advertisers for the Masters held at that golf course in Augusta. So they went after the advertisers. The Masters, those who are in charge of the tournament, said, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll make it commercial free. We will take the decision to advertise during the Masters out of everyone's hands and just say, guess what? There are no commercials. I'm sure it was a nightmare for the network and the announcers and the play-by-play guys because they had to be on the entire time. Or maybe they had packages that they went to. I don't remember specifically. But I do remember it was an odd tournament to watch because not one commercial break. Just wall-to-wall Masters coverage. And I think eventually the Masters did decide to let women into their men's-only club. But they wanted to do it on their terms. So that's how they handled it. Same thing goes with the whole Dr. Seuss controversy with the fact that they decided to stop publishing six books. Well, first of all, it was a great financial decision because their stock went up as a result, got people talking about Dr. Seuss once again, where again, when was the last time you thought about Dr. Seuss? Maybe the last time you saw a Dr. Seuss movie in theaters. Oh, I'm sorry. When was that again? So it was a brilliant financial move to make. And again, they did not get any blowback from anyone because everybody blamed the liberals and the left. And sure, if you want to make the assumption, maybe it was the liberals and the left who had petitions signed and did letter writing campaigns to get Dr. Seuss Enterprises to make the decision they made. But ultimately, at the end of the day, 
It was Dr. Seuss Enterprises. It was Hasbro. It was the Masters who decided to do whatever it is they decided to do. With the Masters, they made the change on their own timetable. With Hasbro, who knows what went into it. If you listen to what they've said since, they said they've been thinking about making that decision for years and Maybe it was just the cancel culture going on right now that possibly forced their hand, but it was their hand to do whatever they wanted to do. Same thing goes with Dr. Seuss. So they decided to stop publishing six books. I think we'll be okay. Those six books are still out there. Heck, I own one of them. And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. So if you want to throw a number at me, if you want to have that in your collection, message me on Facebook and let me know. But Ultimately, again, it was Dr. Seuss Enterprise's decision to make the decision they did. Same thing goes with Hasbro. Same thing went for the Masters. They made different decisions on different timelines. But ultimately, all three seem to be doing well at this point. So to throw everything in the cancer culture box and say when someone decides to stop doing something because it's perceived as bowing to this pressure from this side or that pressure from that side is just a lazy argument. Look at what is ultimately being done and realizing in a capitalistic society like we live in, companies are allowed to make the decisions they want to make based on whatever they want to make those decisions off of. They can flip a coin for all I care. And if you don't like the decision made by a company, here's the true freedom we have in this country. You don't have to participate. There are plenty of other options out there. There are plenty of other companies that make toys, going back to Mr. Potato Head. There are plenty of other companies that publish books, going back to Dr. Seuss. Just don't blame the people that you think are causing the decisions. Blame the ones who are actually making the decisions. My wife and I try to do that with our kids. They make the mistake. They get punished. We shouldn't punish the influencers. Punish those who actually are the ones making the decisions, doing the things we don't like. However, that works for you. A lot of stuff in this first ever The Insert Clever and Witty Name Here podcast. I'm hoping you like what you heard so far and we'll come back once again. If there's anything that you want me to bring up in conversation next time, by all means, please do reach out. I'm hoping we're Facebook friends at this point. If not, you can start there, friend me on Facebook, and then message me. Let me know what you thought of, what you heard so far, what you'd like to hear more of, less of. This is a blank slate, so this could become anything that we want it to be. So let me know if there's anything you didn't like in particular. But now that I think about it, If I cut out anything you didn't like, doesn't that mean that I'm guilty of caving into cancel culture? Hmm...